0: Hello and welcome to the Next Shift Podcast, a place for current and former law enforcement to come together and share stories of life after law enforcement. I promise you it's not as scary as you might think, and life is not over just because your career is. I'm your host, Jess Flores, and I myself have transitioned out of the field, and while it's definitely been one of the hardest and scariest things I've ever had to do, it has also been one of the most rewarding It's what led me to rediscovering my identity without the job, redefining my purpose and what it kind of looks like now, and reigniting passions I had kind of let go to the wayside. It's what led me to creating Next Shift LLC and now this podcast. It is my mission to help you create your next shift by helping you remember who you are behind the badge. You'll hear stories from those who have already made the transition, their spouses, and their perspectives of the transition, as well as some resources. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to serving you. What up, Next Shift fam? It's your girl Jess back with another solo episode. Had to take myself away from that damn Chiefs game because I'm not even sure what they're doing, but that was ridiculous to watch. So thought I would start halftime a little early, come in and record this podcast episode for you. I really keep trying to throw myself back to what this was like in the beginning for you guys, so we can kind of do this chronologically, but sometimes that is very difficult. I've said this before, but what was on my heart this week to share was the three things that made my transition finally go a little smoother. Um, And the first one seems easy, but when I look back, man, it was probably the absolute hardest and that was acceptance. Acceptance that my career was over and that I was not going to be a police officer of any kind anymore. Um, If you've been here a while, you've heard some of this. If you're new here, maybe you haven't heard my story, I would go back to episode two, I believe it was, where it's an intro to me, your host, and the birth of Next Shift. But I spent two very long years after turning in my papers and saying I'm done due to an injury in the grief cycle. I didn't even recognize that that's what it was. I just thought I was pissed off. I thought I was angry. I thought I was sad. I thought I was confused. But if you look at the grief cycle and all the different stages of grief, that is exactly what I was going through. And I think in my brain, I was asking myself or subconsciously thinking, can you grieve a career? And it took a whole lot of time and a whole lot of books and a whole lot of podcasts and a whole lot of talking to people that, yes, you can grieve the loss of a career, just like you can grieve the loss of a friendship, the loss of a pet, the loss of a loved one. It's still a loss and it is considered grief. Just like any other thing that you could lose your career typically, typically means a whole lot to you. And when it is gone, especially if it's unexpected or unwanted, like mine was, it makes it that much freaking harder. I knew again that I was feeling all of those different emotions. And even after time, I never considered it grief. One thing I recognized back then was that I was just going through the motions And I was definitely living in a depressive state. Like I felt like, oh, I'm probably depressed. Now I will tell you that I did not go out and seek anything for that. I just kept moving, just kept going through the motions and saying, I'll get better, I'll get better. When this happens, then I'll be happier. Um, You know that cycle and it's just not a good one to be in. Looking back, I feel like those two years of living that way were mostly a blur. Um, They were definitely two of the hardest years of my life. And when you're trying to navigate life and there's no feeling of sense of purpose and you start to question your confidence in yourself, your abilities, you feel unworthy because other people or these jobs just aren't seeing the value in you after everything you've done in your career. And again, that's different for all of us. For me, I'd made it all the way to sergeant by the time I was 29 years old. I felt pretty freaking accomplished and really damn good at what I did. And I knew that the things I did in the street could translate to the outside world, if you will. But nobody was giving me that chance to showcase that or to share that. And I really started to doubt myself. And that is such a defeating freaking feeling. And I just kept watching others on the internet, not necessarily cops, but other people I followed on social media. I was watching them live their best life. I was making them, I was putting them on a pedestal basically. And we all know that social media is a highlight reel. And so then I would find myself isolating. I would isolate myself away from people on social media. I would either block them so I didn't have to see it or I would stay off of social media. I would just want to sit on my freaking couch, literally, and do nothing. And if you've, again, been here for a while, you heard me say for basically two years, I might've like walked or maybe ran a little bit, but I didn't really work out because I literally thought, oh, my wrist is messed up. I can't work out. Like that was my mindset and how effed up it was. I was like, it took my career. Then clearly I can't do anything. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. But, um, after, about two, actually, I think I looked back on my Instagram stories the other day and I had started a journey February 22nd, 2018. So literally almost two years because my surgery was February 26th of 2016. Um, it was literally two years (laughs) that I sat like this and I had started this journey and was like, damn, this is everything I needed two years ago. Why did it take so long? But I am a big believer that everything happens the way it happens for a reason. And we are meant to go through certain things so we can learn certain lessons and then be able to put them into motion later or to help other people later. Um, One of the things I did back then a lot was when people would ask me, what do you do? like when they would maybe first meet me or something like that, or if uh, Wes and I were out and somebody didn't know me and they were like, oh, what do you do? And I would be so embarrassed by saying whatever BS job I had at the time because it didn't feel like a career. None of the jobs I held after law enforcement felt like a career, that's for sure. So it was just like this, what the fuck am I, a college kid again? I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, but I was actually like 31, 32, and 33 years old. Um... But I would typically follow up and say something to the effect of, well, I used to be a cop, dot, 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 and then explain the injury, and then, you know, whatever else came to mind. And to this day, there are times, depending on who it is that I'm meeting, that it still stings a little when I can't say, oh, I'm a sergeant or I'm a police officer or whatever. There was so much freaking pride that came with that title, And the purpose that came with it and behind it. And people knew that if you were in that career field, you had a servant heart for the most part. A majority of us do. Um, But again, that's why it is my mission now (laughs) to help you and myself when I give these talks on these episodes. Or when I do coaching or anything I do with my Next Shift um, business. It is my mission to help you and me both remember who we are and who we were behind the badge. And lose that BS, I'm just a cop mindset because I've said it again, or I've said it before and I'll say it again. We are so much more than just cops. We have so much to offer, especially after being in that career and learning so much and doing so much and having the experiences we have. There are not a lot of people out there who have the knowledge and experience that we have from being in this role. And we are the ones that can use our voice, especially now that we're not tied to a department to help motivate, inspire change, um, because we have inside working knowledge of how it is and how it is out here. But after that two years, I really had that poor me feel bad for me attitude. And it was really (laughs) something pretty pathetic. Um, There was something that happened and I don't even know what it was. I feel like I'm that person when I finally get to that breaking point, I just say, F it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get out of this and I do it. I can almost never pinpoint like an exact moment when I decided to do something that would change my life for the better. So after that two years, I finally said freaking enough is enough. I've got to do something. It is up to me to make any changes in my life. I'm going to stop letting life happen to me. I'm going to take it by the horns. And I am going to say, this is all happening for me. And I was going to accept that everything that had happened was happening for me. Again, I don't know if I like had listened to the right podcast, if I had read the right book, if I had talked to the right friend, I don't know what the moment was, but there was something that said it. Um, Because I was really sick and tired of watching those people's highlight reels and seeing them create their results in whatever it was that they were doing. Um, So I finally accepted two years later that my law enforcement career was over. I needed to find a new purpose and a new goal, which leads me into number two, which is community. Community has been huge ever since that day, well, I'll say that day or that month, I guess, of 2018, two years after losing my career. Uh, The very first community I was ever really a part of outside of law enforcement was when I joined an online fitness coach. I had seen her doing a program. I felt like she and I were very similar um, in body type, but I really liked the way she talked about mindset, the way she talked about fitness, the way she talked about nutrition. It really just caught me, I guess. And I was like, that is like what I want to be like. So I started messaging back and forth with her. Um, I joined her online community at the time she had an accountability group. She ran on Facebook that was around like a thousand people. So there were a thousand women in this group of hers where she would come in once a week, do a little bit of coaching for like 30 minutes to an hour. And then the rest of us, we would just show up every day and post Um, like a sweaty selfie to say our workout was done or if she had posted like a block or something and said, hey, what is this? We would all respond in there. Then we all supported each other. We all got to see each other every day. We all got to know each other. And it was really the first time one that I had seen women actually supportive of each other because that was not something I ever once saw in law enforcement. Um, And that was kind of weird. I was like, what is going on? But It was in that community that I once again was surrounded by like-minded people with similar goals, and we all had each other's back. I had gotten to watch women who were a little bit further along in the journey, the ladies who started with me, and then the women who started after us, so it was kind of this okay, well, they're doing that. So that's what I have to work toward. Here's these ladies supporting me in the, here's where we are right now. And then the ones coming up behind us, it was like us reaching our hand back and pulling them forward and saying, girl, you got this. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, because it was a hard freaking workout program that we were doing. I loved That program. If you are familiar with Beach Body or Body Now is what it's called, their 80-day obsession program. Oh, you guys, it broke me out of my depression and my shell. It was freaking phenomenal. I've done it four or five times. If you're interested, holler at me. I can hook you up. Um, but it was the first time I had been around a group like that again, and it was just freaking invigorating. Um, and I got to see so many people have these mindset shifts and these breakthroughs. It was oh my God, I broke my foot and I'm still going to show up and do my workout. Or it was these moms that had, you know, a newborn baby or they had like two or three kids and they were still showing up for themselves. They were still doing their workouts. And I was like, who are these freaking superstars? Holy shit. I don't have kids. Um, I don't have a broken bone in my body anymore. And I really just have this lame wrist, but I'm sure I can do something with it. So it is what made me push myself to show myself what I was made of. And it was really what I freaking needed at the time. Um, we all got to see each other stop making excuses. We got to see each other, encourage each other and really see what that looked like. A feeling and a sense of purpose came back to me and the light in my eyes came back. You could talk to multiple people who actually know me around that time and they were like, no, you definitely got your spark back. And that means the absolute world to me, but also like makes me sad because I spent so much time not being like that. And while I never made beach body coaching like my full-time gig, I loved bringing people along on the journey and I was proud as heck, I'll cut myself off through, proud as heck to say that I was a Beachbody coach when people would ask me what I was doing and that I could bring other women along, bring them into this community, watch them start extremely scared and nervous and become these fierce as fuck women who had no excuses left anymore. They had done what they said they were going to do. And all of a sudden they were tackling different areas of their life that they never thought they could do. They were crushing goals. And then they had their own mind- mindset breakthroughs. Like I had mine, I got to coach them on that and then watch them break through those. And that was priceless. There was really nothing compared to helping people break through Blocks in their mind and these horrible mindsets, and watch them just become this better version of themselves. But one year into that journey, um, both of my health and fitness, I guess, and as a coach with my own accountability group, because that was part of the deal. Like, yes, you were part of her community, but you were expected to now branch off and make your own community, which was something I really loved. But I decided. You know, I've been around a year. Maybe this is something I could do. I'm going to go to their annual conference, which was being held um, in Indianapolis that year, and I believe it was like 25 to 30 thousand coaches. Just going to take over Indianapolis. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Everybody's flights were arriving at the same time. People who had never met in person were hugging and crying and all the things, getting in cars with each other, driving to a hotel, staying in hotels with people they didn't know. It was the craziest thing. For me personally, I didn't know one person at this event. I knew them all virtually through that um, accountability group, that initial group that I was in with my coach. Um, I flew by myself for the very first time and this was 2019. So I was 34 years old, flew by myself for the first time. I roomed with three chicks from Georgia that I did not know. I had only met them virtually and I had the time of my freaking life. Um, as well as a lot of really aha moments, more so like, Maybe I could pivot here, but I'm not really sure. Um, But anything that awakens my mind or your mind and is like, hmm, makes you think and is this still the direction I want to go is good for you. But it was at that event that I felt this like sense of peace that my career was over. Yes, I accepted it in 2018 when I had found this community. But it was when I went to this event when I was surrounded by all of these people Um, it was the first time I felt like that law enforcement family type vibe and it was the first time I was like, wow, this, despite all of these other jobs I've been working for the past, um, couple of years, this is the first thing that really feels like it could compare to law enforcement, which leads me to number three, um, getting out of your damn comfort zone and getting comfortable being uncomfortable. You guys have heard me say it before. You'll hear me say it again, I know. But when you start putting yourself in situations and definitely into rooms that you don't feel comfortable in and you don't feel like you belong in yet, keyword is yet, you guys, you might not feel it now, but later you will. You might not feel like you belong now, but you will when you get yourself in these rooms and surrounded by these right people. It is one of the most important and rewarding things you are ever going to do for yourself. And if you go in knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable, you go in knowing that you're going to feel like an imposter, you can combat those feelings much freaking easier. Getting out of your comfort zone is one of the fastest ways to growth. And I can attest to this. I am an introvert at heart. And if you guys don't think so, you don't know me very well. And I love this podcast and my social media channels because you get the opportunity to, but I am not comfortable in rooms of strangers. I am not comfortable speaking in front of people. I think that's why I love this option. I can speak into my phone. I can put it on a computer. I can run Zoom trainings, no problem. I can talk to people all day long on a Zoom. But oh man, you put me in front of actual people, it is like a whole different freaking thing. Which is why I'm hosting... This is actually new, I guess. I'm kind of breaking it on this episode. I'm hosting an event, a live event here in Kansas City, um, November 4th with a few other badasses. And I cannot wait to bring you more info, but that's just going to be your little teaser. I didn't mean to slip that up. So, I'm also not going to cut it out because you guys deserve to know there's something coming. Um, It doesn't have to be anything big. A lot of times I feel like we hold ourselves back and you hear get comfortable being uncomfortable and you kind of freak out and you're like, nope, but it doesn't have to be anything big. It can literally be guys, things as small as sending a message to one of your new connections on LinkedIn. If you don't have it yet, you guys get on LinkedIn um, while you're embracing this new networking thing. It can be a message to a coach or mentor. Hello. I will gladly take your message and chat with you. It can be contacting a therapist, even if it's just reaching out and seeing what their availability is. And then you freak out and you're like, okay, not ready yet. Hey, at least you took that one step and that next phone call you make to actually set the appointment is going to be the one that gets you the help that you need. It can be checking into treatment or attending an AA meeting if you're struggling with some sort of addiction. It can be going to a gym class. Lord knows I despise the idea of a gym class. I hate <laughs> I love dancing, but I hate the idea of doing, like, scripted dance in front of other people in the mirror, backwards, trying to figure out what the teacher's do. Oh, it's just a freaking disaster. But, clearly that's something I need to work on because I'm scared of it, so I should probably go take a dance class. Um, or learning a new skill. The bigger the discomfort, the more growth you are going to see. And I feel like I was talking to two different people last week um, who I was doing podcast interviews with. And we were talking about how stress and fear out here on this side look a little different than the stress and the fear that we felt in our job. Most of us aren't even going to admit that we felt fear in our job, but there's some fearful shit that we went through out there. um, Most of us, at least. So when you're on this side of things, it's just more of like an ego hit. It's not necessarily that something's going to happen to you. You have no real fear of injury or death um, in most cases. Um, unless you're doing like skydiving or bungee jumping or like jumping off a cliff free fall or some shit. I don't know. There are things that could create some real stress and some real fear. But for the most part, nothing out here is super dangerous. It's more like I'm afraid my ego is going to get crushed. And trust me, I know. That hurts. That sucks. But it's not going to kill you. And... That's what I'm going to wrap up with, guys. That's three pretty simple things that really, once I did these three things, my transition started going a lot smoother. My hope and my dream or my goal is that you don't spend two years sitting in that depressive grief cycle stage that I did, that by hearing these three things, you can start focusing on accepting that the career is over for whatever reason it is. Um, that you can get yourself surrounded by a community, whether that is LinkedIn, whether that is some sort of treatment community, whether that is a community you create of people that you want to be surrounded by, and that you start getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. I know it is so damn uncomfortable for us as ex-cops, first responders. It's just not something we love to do. But guys, we did it every night. We went into the unknown every single night. We were never, or we should never have been comfortable going into any call or doing any traffic stop. Not once should we have been comfortable doing that. And I know we can get there, but the more uncomfortable you get, the more growth you will see and the faster you will move through this transition. The worst thing somebody can say to you if you have a question about something is no. And again, maybe that's an ego hit to you, but it's not the end of the world okay like if you ask somebody to connect or you ask somebody for a recommendation or you ask somebody for a job or you ask somebody to come on your podcast the worst they can say is no I have reached out to so many people that I have no business reaching out to, to be like, Hey, would you want to come on this podcast? Or when I was with one of my direct sales companies, reaching out to the CEO and saying, Hey, I created this group for new people. And I was wondering if you would want to share some of the fire you always share and come in and do a, a live zoom with us. And she was like, Oh my God, yes. You guys, this is the CEO of an almost billion dollar company who was like, yeah, let me get with my assistant and get it on the schedule. And I was like, what in the, the more times you do things like that. And the more times they happen, the more confident you get going in whatever direction you're going in. Sure. I get ghosted a hell of a lot of times. Sure. I get told no plenty of times, but that's not the end of the world. All that tells me is, okay, well try better next time. Or because maybe it was my approach, you know, I'm new at this. Maybe it's just like, okay, that's not really somebody I need in my network. Um, I'm going to go this other direction and that's totally fine. So again, guys, I hope this was helpful for you. Hopefully this shorter episode, um, is more digestible than some of these interviews that are getting in that hour long range. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you who have listened to all of you who have shared all of you who have downloaded, um, written a review, left a rating of any kind. It means the absolute world. I know we're, Coming up on like 750 downloads in the past three months, which is insane to think about. And I cannot thank you guys enough for spreading the message and spreading the word. I'll see you next time. Well, that does it for this episode. Thank you so very much for choosing to spend your time with me. If you loved it, I'd be honored if you shared it with a friend or your social media network, but be sure to tag me so I can reach out and personally thank you. Until next time, see you next shift.